0: It's clear that monetary tightening is working. What the Fed is doing is working. What we don't know is what breaks in the meantime.
1: Last week, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates again, essentially killing the hope of a soft landing for the economy.
0: Price stability is the responsibility of the Federal Reserve and serves as the bedrock of our economy. Without price stability, the economy does not work for anyone. Today, the FOMC raised its policy interest rate by three-quarters of a percentage point, And we anticipate that ongoing increases will be appropriate.
1: Real estate players say while the fundamentals are still strong, transactions have ground to a halt because uncertainty hangs over everything. This is BizNow Reports. I'm Miriam Hall. Today, an interview with Dags Chen, who is Baring's US Head of Real Estate Research and Strategy. I sat down with Dags at BizNow's National Finance Summit last week where recession talk and held-up deals permeated basically every panel. Dag says there was a period of time where the market thought the Fed would start backing off, but it's clear now it's committed and sees the need to continue to be aggressive. I asked him first about hopes of a soft landing.
0: Miracle uh, or low probability, I would, I would certainly agree. It's very hard, and I think that Powell even came out and said that. Um, explicitly. He said that uh, the likelihood of achieving a soft landing is, is going to be difficult. Um, and he recognized that uh, a recession uh, is likely and that they would be willing to um, impose a recession or uh, see um, monetary tightening lead to a recession in order to restore price stability.
1: Were you feeling a bit more positive in the summer like everyone else was?
0: I think so. I, I think a lot of that was driven by how um, by the the rebound we were seeing in some of the public equity markets. Um, but uh, certainly, I do recognize, and I, and I would even say that that the firm in general recognizes that there is a need to establish price stability uh, right now, and that um, paying now uh, is is worth the. The hopefully the good uh, result that will will come about it.
1: How high could these rates go? I mean, people are talking four or five percent. Do you have a number in mind?
0: I would say between four and four and a half percent. That is, uh, admittedly, not scientific. Although, when we start inc- when we start moving above that threshold, um, you you start wondering. Number one, um, how severe the recession is. And if there is a recession, what happens? Uh, there's usually a flight to quality, a flight of capital, safe havens, and that begins to push down um, interest rates. We've s- certainly seen that in, in past recessions. Right now, the, the NPI, so that's unlevered, is yielding around 4 to 4.1% in terms of an income yield. Um, and not all of that is cash. Uh, at at three and a half percent, where the Treasury tenure is yielding today, that looks um, that looks quite attractive, um, and and plus you've got you've got liquidity uh, to boot. So uh, I think some of those forces start uh, coming in, and it's not necessarily a bad thing because we know how much the Treasury or base rates play into um, the financing environment for real estate.
1: Another person this morning was saying that the Fed will just keep. Smashing basically consumer confidence, really just in the quest to bring down inflation, why does the, this ends justify the means so much
0: i i don't, I don't see it that way, and i don 't think the average
1: why do you think real estate calls it that? They keep saying yeah. they 're taking a sledgehammer to the economy like is that sort of well, language
0: it 's because they only ha- really have they only have a few tools in their're stable um, um, which is important to remember: the Fed can't target unemployment. It can't say, "Well, I want unemployment to rise to 4.4% and then stop there." Um, but it, it obviously can control policy rates. It can control its balance sheet, and it has uh, some other, you know, tricks up its sleeve. But um, what? A, going back to the question about um, consumer sentiment, what we have seen recently is that sentiment is very much tied to the price of gasoline. Um, We saw sentiment um, going to below the levels of the pandemic as gasoline um, began rising, uh, I think uh, uh, nationally above four dollars a gallon and certainly in some places much higher than that.
1: What if worst-case this doesn't work, like the whole point, right, is to bring down inflation, but what if it doesn't do what the Fed wants it to do? Is that a possibility? And, and if so, then what?
0: I think that the possibility, and, and here's why I tend to be more positive on, on my outlook, is I think that um, it's clear that monetary tightening is working. What the Fed is doing is working. Um, as, as I mentioned, what we don't know is what breaks in the meantime. It's going to, to take a lot to slow down a very strong labor market. And there's other weaker components of either the economy or financial markets. If the Fed isn't able to establish price stability, I don't know. But it's not, it, it isn't something that necessarily keeps me up at, late at night. I do think that we could see components fluctuate. Um, there could be periods of time in which you know, airline tickets sh- shoot up and certainly uh, Europe will be dealing with an energy crisis that is, um, that is kind of convulsing um, energy pricing there and will have implications for us. But I think by and large, uh, we will see inflation coming down. How quickly and by how much is, is another question.
1: Let's talk about what might break. From a real estate perspective, where could the breaks happen, do you think?
0: Well, simplistically, it's going to be the highly leveraged buyer that needs um, an exit, uh, some type of exit, or some type of liquidity in the near near term. Um, I I will say that uh, that in in terms of you know more established, uh, less risk adverse investors, that still remains to be seen. But it feels that at this particular moment when there are debt maturities, for example, you are having to reach deep within your stable of resources um, and tactics to, to defend an asset or to, um, to extend financing, whatever you want to do to, to just you know, keep things going um, until next month, next quarter. Uh, So it it does feel, that does feel tenuous and, and it's probably the case for a lot of investors.
1: What about values? I wrote the other day that there are predictions that values could be hit, real estate values on certain properties could be hit by 20%. Now that's a big headline figure and that is very scary. Have you formulated any outlooks in that regard?
0: Uh, Well, the the public REIT market would suggest that um, and now REITs are are there There's a lot of factors that drive um, price change share price change, but um, they would suggest that uh, 20% decline in values for certain assets perhaps certain asset classes is not unreasonable Um, That that said uh, I, I do believe that the capital that wants into the space um, will probably intervene bef- before values get to that point. Obviously there are going to be certain assets that no one wants and those are those are most at risk. But um, What are
1: those assets?
0: Um, it's certainly a commodity um, office space and that's a, a term that a lot of us throw around and no one <laughs> has 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 quite <laughs> defined it. It's it's the it's the office properties that are in the uh, competitors portfolio But uh, that's certainly um, something that is uh, That that we we would expect if not already um, Is 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 of lower value than it was uh, Six months ago and, and and certainly before the pandemic um, I do think that uh, I think that uh, transactions that were done uh, perhaps in, you know, over the last 12 months, um, referring to uh, the second half of 2021 in particular, um, could be susceptible to certain adjustments. Um, Again, I'm not stating by how much, but we did really see the capital coming into real estate at that time as as being distortionary.
1: What I am getting though, from, from the panels that we've heard this morning and the conversations that I have with, with players in the real estate space is there is a general sense of pause. I mean, someone was on the panel saying this morning that six months ago on a deal, you'd see 10 bids. Now you're seeing two. And the prices, um, there's great discrepancy in that. How long could that go on for? And what kind of impact does that poor's Have on the market generally
0: that that can't certainly cannot continue indefinitely. Um, it it can continue for a little while, and we, we have the uh, the pandemic as as a, a recent historical precedent for that. Um, I I do think that a lot will depend upon um, upon the availability of debt capital and. Uh, Certainly, a lot of providers of debt capital are quote-unquote out of the market or they're being very selective uh, at this point in time Should um, the banks, should, the, the banks <laughs> yes. yeah, to, um, to name a type of lender um, when queues reset we may see uh, We may see actually it wouldn't be unreasonable to see a pickup in transaction activity and maybe some can take advantage of that window of opportunity
1: yeah, you mentioned that people who are in debt in your office are a bit smiley these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know,
0: it's not, they're not broad they're smiles. They're not thrilled. <laughs> they're not thrilled, but they recognize um, that, uh, that they've, they've perhaps the uh, things have shifted uh, in their favor a little bit.
1: What is the biggest metric for you at the moment? You know, I feel like sometimes it's just like a, a, a haze of graphs and, and, and numbers. Yeah. And what do you think specifically for you? Are you watching closely, and what kind of indications will that give you?
0: Uh, I, I will say simply that it, you know, inflation. We we should be so inflation um, really and, does. And inflation does really matter. Um, and and. Uh, I, I, I think the Fed has made that clear. It is very focused on inflation. Um, I think uh, transaction activity. I I feel like we should also be monitoring the REIT market um, in some instances right. uh, because it's um, it it does it is often a leading indicator. It doesn't necessarily there's there's it doesn't necessarily suggest that it's a one-to-one change, either positive or negative, and I'm, I'm thinking about pricing, but um, uh, we have the ability to really key off of not only price trends, but also earnings calls um, that, that that the REITs have to, have to have and the transparency there. And I certainly think that, th- that they're a, um, an important source of how we think about our, our future in private real estate.
1: They're enormously public, those REITs, aren't they? It's, they it's, are, a, it is, I'm yeah, often amazed yeah. at the fact that you can just tune into their earnings call. And,
0: it's a gift, I yeah. feel like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you're watching?
0: I do think that the signs of distress, um, both real estate related and more broadly corporate related, um, I do think we should be paying attention to that. Uh, fortunately, a lot of for example, you know, high-yield spreads, um, uh, various indicators, long-running indicators of, quote-unquote, financial stress. Uh, we should ob- be observing the, the move index that I, I had included in a graph. Um, I, I think those are important to take and to consider relative to recent and longer-term history.
1: When you say move index, explain what that means. It's yes. about volatility, it, right? It
0: is. It, it's an index that is uh, based upon the uh, derivatives tied to the one-month Treasury bill. And it is a, basically a proxy for volatility within the interest rate environment. And what we've seen recently with the move index is that it's it has uh, risen to and, and been and risen and seen sustained levels at, at uh, that have, we last saw during the GFC. The
1: global financial crisis, you know, people keep saying, oh, we're not, we're nowhere near that. Real estate's not gonna go through anything like that. Um, is that just a, a, an optimistic outlook? I mean, obviously we're in a much different position than we were in 2007, 2008. But you just brought it up you just that, mentioned that That is
0: a great question and I think we should always be vigilant when it comes to how the the the, the similarities as well as the dissimilarities between this time and that time. Um, that said, I do think that um, I, I I don't believe and I and this is more kind of a waiting and obviously it's very subjective but it's a weighting of um, of the various indicators that we may see, and I, I don't think that we're necessarily at that point. But I will say that that is there is an element of of, of hope and speculation there. We don't know, and um, and and you know we we won't know um, until perhaps we're in it.
1: Let's drill into that just briefly, if we could. You say there are similarities and dissimilarities. Can we talk about the similarities? What we should be looking for there first?
0: Sure. I, yeah. So, so oftentimes, um, uh, investors will run a, uh, a will will want to understand where um, cap rates on, on core uh, stabilized properties, and that's represented by the the NaCreep here in the U.S. Um, that that tends to be represented by the uh, the NaCreep uh, property index and the cap rates on the properties there. Um, and they want to compare that to what the yield, the market yield is on um, a, a 10-year treasury. And I think people use that because they tend to value um, properties that are in the NPI on a 10-year basis, or they, I think they have to. Um, so it, it's not a perfect, it's not an apples to apples because cap rate is, is just a, a spot um, is, is just a spot metric while the yield is, is uh, incorporates a, a forward um, expectation to some extent.
1: So there is a similarity there? Is that what you're saying?
0: I'm just saying it's, it's not, it's not perfect, like it's not in terms of how they're calculated, it's not a perfect comparison, but it provides a general metric um, uh, as to where relative value of real estate is.
1: Okay, and what do, what is it telling us now?
0: It's telling us now that um, the relative value is very compressed, if you will. Um, that the given the recent rise in in the base rate in this case, well, across, across the treasury curve, frankly, but um, it's telling us that uh, that the risk premium has has compressed wh- when. We all understand, given periods of uncertainty, the the risk premium on a risky asset class should increase. So, that would, if that increased, that would have direct implications for property values.
1: And did we see something similar in two thousand and seven, two thousand and
0: eight? Oh, we absolutely did. We saw a a strong compression, and then as the as the recession uh, deepened. Um, what we saw was that uh, property values declined very quickly and substantially and that caused the cap rate to increase
1: so is that a reason for kind of jaw clenching
0: I think that sure, certainly should uh, we, we we certainly this isn't uh, certainly isn't a moment for complacency um, and uh, frankly we should be considering downside scenarios and weighting those um, more in in the in underwriting of existing assets or valuation of existing assets as well as mm, acquisition assets.
1: What's different now compared to 2007, 2008? Where are the dissimilarities? Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I would think that the, the banking sister mm-hmm. system is, is one thing that's very different. And a lot, the, the, the constitution of the banking system right now, was changed a lot by the legislation that came as a result of the GFC. So Dodd-Frank and Basel III to just name some a couple regulatory regimes that emerged um, and that has arguably put the banking system on, on better footing. Um, that said, uh, uh, there we're seeing a much greater, I think we've seen a much greater increase in the in in the size of the shadow banking system since since the GFC um,
1: alternative lending
0: alternative lending private, private to yes, the same sort of regulation exactly private okay. lenders that um, we have a lot less opacity
1: it's funny people don't often bring that up they often say oh but we have so much more regulation than we did in uh, 2008 2007 people don't often say but we have a lot more different, uh, alternative lenders
0: that's probably because many of us have um, a hand in that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, certainly, uh, uh, we 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 have we have uh, 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 ties, if not direct, then indirectly, uh, to to the shadow banking system. I mean, that's not to um, yeah, impugn uh, well. anyone, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, but it's it's true. It's it has expanded. It has filled uh, a capital need. Um, with the pullback in, in bank lending. So it, it's not, it, it, there are justifications for the increase in, the, in me, the shadow banking system, excuse me.
1: Tell me, you, you said that there's, um, you know, this is an opportunity to either mope or be proactive. How would you describe being proactive? We all know how to mope. <laughs> What's yeah. your proactivity advice?
0: Um, I, I, I think that certainly Depends on the the firm that you're employed with the capital source that the capital sources you're dealing with uh, the the and and all of the associated parameters that go around that so uh, Certainly know th- know thyself um, and understand uh, what what you are currently um, but also um, what you want to be, I think, um, our industry still remains incredibly expansive, um, and and people often reference um, the quote-unquote investable size of the real estate universe. It's it's absolutely massive, and and who knows if it's if it's twenty, thirty, or you know, fifty trillion. Um, but but none of those figures would, I think. Be surprising were we to look back, you know, a decade or two decades from now. Um, So I I think finding where you want to be within that space, um, which of the alternative sectors um, you want to specialize in or develop um, expertise and a track record in, if if any at all.
1: Dags, thank you so much for doing this. It was lovely to sit down with you. Right now at biznow.com, you can read my story pulling together some of the views of panellists about the Fed and the general economic outlook. Major players from KKR, Apollo, Invesco and Morgan Stanley are all featured. Thank you to Dags Chen, who is Baring's US Head of Real Estate Research and Strategy. We were speaking at BizNow's National Finance Summit last week. I've left stories that might be of interest in the episode notes. I'm Miriam Hall. Thanks for listening.